0: Hello, Behind the Service podcast listeners, it's me, Jen Ballou. I'm back with another episode of the Caregiver's Coaching Corner. I hope that whatever day it is for you um, when you're listening to this, that it's off to a beautiful start and that you're having a wonderful week. We're continuing with our um, book series series. talking about Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. And before I jump into this week's topic, I wanted to go back to last week's topic for a moment. Um, We talked about regret, which is one of the places we go when things don't go as planned. And whether you believe in coincidence or not, I thought it was really interesting that um, shortly after that episode was released, as a matter of fact, it might have been that same day, but I didn't listen to it till a few days later. Brene Brown released a podcast episode on her Dare to Lead podcast um series. And it's titled Brene with Dan Pink on the power of regret. Now I had never heard of, or I wasn't familiar with Daniel Pink or his work before I listened to that episode. Um, But I was just really intrigued for a few different reasons. I mean, number one, I love listening to Brittany's podcast, but it was just sort of ironic um, to me that I had just shared a little bit about the topic of regret from her book in that episode. So I'm gonna see if we can link to that particular podcast in the show notes. Um, And if that episode is as interesting to you as it was to me, then you might be interested to know that Daniel Pink actually wrote a book on the power of regret. And it's about how looking backward moves us forward. So I am just all into learning more about regret and just wanted to share that with you. Um, One other thing that I wanted to mention as well is that um, you probably know that I'm a yoga teacher. Um, I don't think I've mentioned my monthly series that I do. It's called Yoga for the Busy Woman and i wanted to mention it because the doors have opened or the cart has opened for the march series um it's a 4 week series solely and specifically designed for busy women who maybe want to explore or experience what yoga and meditation might be like, but they just don't have the time. They don't have time to spend an hour plus several times a week. Um, Maybe you have never tried yoga and it's a little bit intimidating to you. Um, Everyone is welcome. The classes are three times a week. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, all of the classes are 20 minutes or less. And you can take the classes live via my virtual or online platform, as well as via the recording. So I record all the classes and throughout the month, um, you will see the classes that I've taught start to populate. So not only can you take them at your leisure, but if there's certain ones that are your favorites, which I'm hearing from a lot of the ladies, you can go back and do those as many times as you want. I'm going to, um, link to that in the show notes as well. So if you're interested in learning more, or maybe you want to reach out because you have some questions, then please do. I'd love to have you. It's been a wonderful experience each and every time I do it. So that was a lot. Let's jump in. Today, we're talking about places we go when it's beyond us. And the emotions that Brené includes in this section are awe, wonder, confusion, curiosity, interest, And surprise. And pretty much every time I choose which one I'm going to be talking about, I it's tough to just pick one, but I decided to talk a little bit about confusion today. And Brene says that confusion is good for us. And that, like many uncomfortable things in life, it's really important for learning. She goes on to say that according to research, confusion has the potential to motivate, lead to deep learning, and trigger, trigger problem solving. A study led by Sidney DeMello found that when we're trying to work through our confusion, we need to stop and think, engage in careful deliberation, develop a solution, and revise how we approach the next problem. And so that just kind of got me to thinking like, I guess I never really considered confusion vital for learning, although it does make perfect sense. Um, And so I would love to hear from you on if you agree, disagree, if you've never thought about it before, But maybe just take a moment or two to think about or reflect on the last time that you were confused and sort of how that felt for you. I think, at least for me, it's really helpful. um, You know, most of, if not all of the emotions that are being discussed in this book um, I've experienced before, maybe I didn't always know how to describe or label them, but specific to confusion, um, it's really helpful for me to learn and understand um, the science or the research, what the research shows about these particular emotions, because sometimes, especially when it comes to emotions that maybe we just don't really talk about, or we never really learn about our whole lives, um, we sort of think that we're alone, or maybe we're the only one that is experiencing this particular thing, or maybe even that others can't Particularly understand. For me, specific to confusion, I know that oftentimes when I am confused, I also find myself getting frustrated, maybe even sometimes angry. And so it's helpful for me to know that um, confusion actually is good for me. so there's that. I also wanted to share a little bit more of um, what Brene says about confusion. She refers to an article um, in Fast Company. She says, Mary Slaughter and David Rock with the Neuroleadership Institute write, to be effective, learning needs to be effortful. That's not to say that Anything that makes learning easier is counterproductive, or that all unpleasant learning is effective. The key here is desirable difficulty. The same way you feel a muscle burn when it's being strengthened, the brain needs to feel some sort of discomfort when it's learning. Your mind might hurt for a while, but that's a good thing. Comfortable learning environments rarely lead to deep learning. So that's kind of where I thought it would be an interesting place to end this episode for you considering this idea of your mind might hurt for a while, but that's a good thing. Comfortable learning environments rarely lead to deep learning. And so things like talking to people with different points of view, or if you watch TV or the news or read, maybe considering being open to hearing, you know, other perspectives. It might be a little bit confusing. Like Brene says, your mind might hurt for a while, but comfortable learning environments rarely lead to deep learning. As always, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to hearing from you and I will talk to you next week. Bye.